Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coinsierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. Coinsierge Club makes purchasing easy, safe and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. All right, so market update. We've seen a little bit of positive uptick in the market. Market is slightly up over where it's been, say, the past few weeks. And many things are positive in the news. And that's kind of what I want to kick off the news update with, just to cover some headlines. I'm not going to dig deep into all of these articles, but just to give you an idea of the headlines that have been surfacing over the last 24 to 48 hours, just showing how the sentiment is changing when it comes to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. So first headline, the number of Bitcoin short positions just hit a three-month low, right? So what does that mean when people are short? They're, they're betting that Bitcoin will go down. So if it's hitting a low, that means not very many people think it's going to go down. And everybody, there's a general consensus it could be going up from here. And I've always said the true indication of a bull run is going to happen when the general consensus is Bitcoin is bottomed out and it's going to start going up. Because let's face it. Traders that sharp Bitcoin, they're not necessarily against Bitcoin. They are just trading with the trend and they feel that it's going down, right? So uh, it's not like they're anti-Bitcoin. They just feel there's more downside, so they short it. And that's actually hit a low. So that's what we're looking at now. Another headline, Bitcoin indicator suggests buyers are accumulating. Now, we've, we've been seeing this quite a bit. I think a lot of institutional money that you don't realize is, a, is accumulating Bitcoin right now. Along with many of the big holders, they are adding positions. Uh, it's kind of what I've been doing personally. So uh, it's good to see that headline. Uh, next up, so Mike Novogratz uh, has been in the news quite a bit lately. And it says, Novogratz says Bitcoin will see record highs in 2019. Now, he also went on to say Bitcoin will finish above 10,000 in 2018. Uh, in another, that was another headline I found. So definitely bullish there. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow promotes Bitcoin investing guide on Twitter. So Gwyneth Paltrow promoted a Bitcoin investing guide and, and, you know, having someone mainstream like that really just promote Bitcoin, it's good exposure. And, and I'll be honest, I, I actually saved the, the link to that investing guide that she was recommending and uh, plan on looking at it and sharing my feedback on a future podcast. So that was really good to see, but even Gwyneth Paltrow is getting in the bit in the mix. Another headline, new cryptocurrency bull run already started, according to Sentiment Report. Um, you know, and, and really the bull market and the bear market, those typically start before people realize it. And you don't really realize it till you look back and see, okay, yes, that's where the trend shifted. We just weren't aware of it till there were some major indicators, right? The bull market ended when Bitcoin hit 19,000. We just didn't realize it. When it dipped back down to 16 and 15,000, we just thought that was just another dip before some more run up. And then it continued the downtrend. And then we realized, okay, yes, that was the beginning of the bear market. So uh, that, that's just how you look at things. Another headline, Bitcoin price crypto market may be poised for a bullish breakout. And, and if you follow anybody on TradingView, and I highly recommend it, TradingView.com. I've mentioned this in the past. You can set up a free, a free account. And you can also, you can view charts and all, but you can also view ideas. So people that may put their technical analysis and their sentiment up on a chart and publish some kind of theory as to what's going to happen. And there's quite a few people that I follow on there and, you know, they are not, I can tell you just from following, they're not biased one way or another. Uh, when Bitcoin is down, it's doom and gloom and they agree with what's going on. And even though you don't want to agree with it, they've been right. 
And now a lot of them are saying there's some strong movements happening. Many people are opening, if they're traders, they're opening positions, long positions, uh, are, buy, are accumulating Bitcoin just to, because they, their sentiment is that things are about to go up. Uh, so let, let's take a look at some other crypto news and see what's going on, dig a little deeper. So on October 31st, Morgan Stanley released their latest report. Now, the report was called Update Bitcoin, Cryptocurrencies, and Blockchain. It stated that Bitcoins and altcoins have constituted a quote-unquote new institutional investment class since 2017. <clears throat> now, if you compare this to their report last year, this, this year's report is very bullish. Um, the report contains an overview of both Bitcoin, how Bitcoin has evolved, and how its investment purpose has changed throughout its existence. And it has evolved. you got to look at where it's gone, where it's been. I mean, it was used to buy pizza back, you know, in the early days. Uh, but now it's, it's institutional investment. Institutional companies are looking at it for investments. Um, and it's really, it's a unique class. I was telling a meetup group last night, I was doing some education around Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And it's, it's a unique investment because it, it can be, it's an investment vehicle. It is a currency you can spend. And it's also, it's a network. It's building a blockchain network that, that can revolutionize many other things. So it's got a unique value. And the more users we bring to Bitcoin and blockchain, the higher you're going to see this thing, this thing go. And that's really why a lot of the long-term experts are calling for these ridiculously high prices on Bitcoin in three to five years, because they understand how markets work and they understand how users bringing users to it can really just, just jump up. So uh, Morgan Stanley analysts also touched upon the recent stablecoin trend and both central bank and regulator reactions to Bitcoin for the last six months. It lists several shortcomings still that persist for Bitcoin, such as energy consumption and lack of robust regulatory framework. And they've revealed the surprising change in funding flowing into the sector, along with an increasing trend for crypto tied futures. So a lot of positive news. I mean, I'm not saying we're not saying Bitcoin and crypto is perfect. There's still some tweaking that needs to be done. Regulations where that's kind of a mixed bag when it, when it comes, when I look at it, because uh, you know, the libertarian side of things wants, doesn't want any regulations. This is a free market. Let it control itself. And, you know, many people that are in the middle, uh, which is, you know, leaning more towards pro crypto and less regulation. They believe any regulations that are put in place need to be light touch regulations that really just um, stop a lot of the bad actors, but don't slow down the technology. You don't want to hinder the technology that is developing with this. Um, all right. So let's see what's up next in the news. So this was a survey that I found that was commissioned by crypto firm Luno. And they, they said the level of ownership and familiarity with cryptocurrencies was actually higher in Malaysia, Indonesia, and South Africa compared to European markets. Now, what does that tell you? So these three emerging markets of Indonesia, Malaysia, and South Africa have varying levels of cryptocurrency ownership, 40%, 39%, and 29% respectively. Uh, the respective levels of familiarity were 63%, 57, and 69. So that's, that's coming from the study. The best performing European market in the survey was the Netherlands, where cryptocurrency ownership was at 27%, while the level of cryptocurrency familiarity was at 39%. And this is huge. And I, I would say if they would do this survey in the U.S., it would be very much the same. You know, the, the, just the amount of familiarity. You know, you know, the meetup group I talked to last night, they were a real estate investing group, but they look at different investment classes and wanted to learn more about cryptocurrencies. And really it, it's, there's a, there's a huge road ahead, which is why this podcast and my book on Amazon are focused on education and teaching people 
what is cryptocurrency uh, and why you should pay attention to it. You know, I'm not, I'm not up there saying, you know, just, you know, saying Bitcoin is king and you need to transfer all your money into cryptocurrency. No, but I am slowly introducing people to what it truly is, what it can truly do, how it can change a lot of things that we have issues with or a lot of inefficiencies in the world and what we can do, uh, what you can do to start becoming a part of getting involved in it. So, so according to that survey, also some other big economies such as France, Italy, and Germany also perform poorly compared to the emerging markets of South Africa, Indonesia, and Malaysia. And really, I mean, that, that just ties to so many people are stuck in this old mindset of banks and stocks and bonds. And I'm not saying those are a bad thing, but there's a lot of things wrong with the current system, right? When you truly look into what is fractional reserve banking uh, and, and, you know, uh, people that are close to what's happening, if they see what's happening in Venezuela and Zimbabwe and a lot of other countries where hyperinflation of the fiat government issued currency has has taken over. And when you really understand what our currency really is, our dollar is not backed by gold anymore. It's backed by debt. And people don't realize that um, that note only has value as long as people are willing to exchange it. Um, but when confidence gets shaken, that's why our buying power is diminishing year over year. All right, so next up in the news, I found this pretty interesting. So Decentraland and Ripio partner for a crypto mortgage service. Now Decentraland, uh, you know, the last episode I did, I talked about crypto collectibles. You know, not, not just cryptocurrency, but crypto collectibles where people can buy the baseball bobbleheads I mentioned, the uh, crypto kitties, and Decentraland is one of those uh, collectible tokens and what it is, is they built a digital world. Decentraland built a digital world uh, with a virtual reality platform and you can buy land. So now Ripio is partnering saying that you can take out a mortgage to buy land in this digital world. Now, where's the future of this thing going? Um, they're providing infrastructure for a 3D world, uh, has infinite, you know, has a, I mean, I'm sorry, has a limited number of space. It's been divided into parcels and each, each you know, is, is, a non -fun each parcel of land is a non-fungible Ethereum token that can be bought and sold in the platform's marketplace. Now, why would you want to buy digital land and why would you have to take out a mortgage for it? Well, their premise is eventually on this land, you can build digital stores, right? You can build these virtual stores where people can walk in and they can look at virtual, uh, virtual images of products that you actually sell. You physically sell and can ship to them and they'll be able to, make purchases. So location is key, right? And there'll, there'll be attractions and different things that allure people to different areas of the land. And so location is going to be key. And you say, well, what, how does this have value? So just this past week, there's a user set a record by paying $215,000 for a 126 parcel estate, right? So you bought 126 parcels of land for $215,000. Yes, that's crazy, right? But um, definitely a project. I want to, uh, I want to see how it develops. Uh, I haven't bought any land yet. I haven't pulled the trigger. I haven't really bought into it that much, but it's showing some real world use case, uh, even though it is creating a digital world. So Decentraland and Ripio, uh, if you're interested in buying land, you can now try to take out a mortgage to buy some land. So very interesting. So let's move over to crypto education corner. And I want to kind of look at a couple of things. One of the first thing is from a headline I found in the news, it's how to benefit from visiting blockchain events and recommendations from event organizers. Now, crypto conferences, forums, summits, and, and even smaller meetups, um, you know, 
provide great opportunities for attendees, such as finding investors, making valuable connections, meeting the right people, and also presenting projects, right? So there's a whole host of reasons why you want to attend these events. The first one should be education, right? You want to learn more. And to learn more, you got to get around the people that are already working in this space, right? If you just sit around with your friends and nobody has a clue about Bitcoin and one knows a little bit more than the others, then you're really just learning a little bit about crypto and, and not much. But when you get around these people, you get huge, huge ideas. You know, my trip a couple of weeks ago to Las Vegas and LA for a couple of conferences really were huge. And, you know, very, a little bit of that was what I got from the speakers because I did learn something from some of the keynote speakers. But most of it was from some of the other things that were there. So the, key, the speakers and exhibitors, you want to pay attention to the lineups. If there's multiple speakers or you have an option to go to different breakout sessions, if you attend any of these events, then you want to, you know, chart out your plan and figure out what's going to be the biggest opportunity for what you're trying to learn. Um, if you get speaking opportunities at those events, you want to make sure that you accept those events. Be able to speak and collaborate with other people. You will meet people uh, that you would never have thought of. So never miss a chance to become a speaker. Uh, when you've chosen the event to pay a visit to, it's time to think of your pitch, right? Do you have a pitch or are you just trying to get more, uh, get more well-known in the space? Whatever your agenda is, make sure you have it set in, in stone. And also there are side events and after parties as well uh, where you can network. You know, one of the biggest things about my trip to L.A. was which could lead is leading to a future business venture. Well, it did not happen at the convention, but an event after the convention where we were staying and met, you know, some some really great people that are rolling out some new technology that we want to be a part of. So when it looks like events, so I'm a you know, I'm a shout out a couple of them. So if you're in or are planning on or want to come to uh, Louisiana, there's two events coming up. There is, and I'm going to post these links on the Facebook page from no crypto to no crypto. So you can take a look at them. Uh, there's an event coming up December 3rd and 4th called the digital currency conference. And that one is, so the tickets are on sale now that I'll post a link, uh, that, the, the event organizers were kind enough to send me a link uh, to where I can send. I, if you use my referral link and you use a code I'm going to give you, you will get 20% off your tickets. Uh, so you can attend that one and you can go to the link and see what kind of speakers and what kind of agenda they have. And then also in March. So I'll be speaking at an event with uh, being put on by a company called CryptoCurrent. Uh, CryptoCurrent Conference, March 14th and 15th. Uh, those tickets as well are going to be available. Uh, and that's going to be in New Orleans. So you want to make sure, you know, you can attend those events. Look at what's in your area, but don't be afraid to travel, right? Like I said, two weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles, Las Vegas. These next two just happen to be in my backyard, but I can guarantee you there's going to be people flying in and coming to that. I've already talked to a few people that plan to fly in for those events. So you want to make sure you attend those. Like I said, I will post links to both of them uh, in, in the Facebook page as well. So uh, also moving along from events. So next, so I, I did meet a group at the event in Los Angeles, uh, that was developing an app called Abrin and talking to, talking to them and playing around with the app and looking at the features. I wanted to highlight this because one thing that excites me is anything in the crypto space that makes things easier for people to use, buy, sell, and use crypto, right? What I like about Abra, Abra is an app that has 28 different cryptocurrencies available for purchasing. Uh, and they also have something called a Bit10 Crypto Index. So you can purchase it, uh, Bit10 Crypto Index, shares of this. And what it is, it, it, the Bit10 tracks the top 10 cryptos by market cap. 
you know, roughly about 80% exposure. And it's rebalanced monthly to optimize for upside, right? So I can guarantee you right now, if, if, if you were invested in the Bit10 index, it would be kind of heavy on Bitcoin Cash because Bitcoin Cash is headed for a fork on the 15th. Now, if history tells us anything, typically right before or during the fork, uh, Bitcoin Cash will, uh, you know, we'll see a, a dip as people sell off after they, uh, you know, people buy the crypto to be able to hold it during the fork and allow them to obtain these new currency, cryptocurrencies that are created from the fork. So there's a lot of dumping going on afterwards. People got the extra crypto they wanted, so now they're ready to dump it, right? So that is what, you know, this very interesting Bit10 index and also having 28 different cryptos to purchase uh, is, is a unique thing for a mobile application right now. Uh, now also they make it easy to send, uh, send and receive crypto uh, using, you, you know, you can even use a phone number to send someone crypto. So it's kind of like the Venmo of cryptocurrency. If you're familiar with Venmo, Venmo is not, what's now owned by pa PayPal, but Venmo is an app where you can send money from, from friend to friend uh, using a phone number, email address, whatever you have. So uh, it's a very easy app to use. I've utilized it. I will post a referral link in on my Facebook page as well, because if you use that referral link uh, and you purchase at least $5, it will give you, they will give you $25 worth of Bitcoin. I tested it out while I was there. While I met with the crew. I followed through with them, downloaded the app and had $25 worth of Bitcoin, which I have since transferred to another wallet just to see, Hey, is there some gimmick? Does this app stop you from removing the promotional funds you receive? And it didn't. It, it worked very well. So that is it for our episode today. Hope you learned a lot today. Uh, make sure to follow our Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto to keep up with what's going on in the crypto space. And also follow this podcast. We do this thing three to five times a week uh, just to kind of focus on what's going on in the market and what kind of education do people need to have and what can you learn from what's going on with crypto today. So thank you for listening and we will we'll catch you on the next episode.